another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, fresh off vacation. Oh boy. Uh, just did my little uh, week-long cruise down in the Western Caribbean. It was uh, fun. I had a pretty good time. I had kids in tow, and um, two-year-old figured out real quick that ice cream was available 24 hours a day. So anytime that she screamed that she was hungry, I swear to God, I'm a good parent. But I was like, no, no, you know, no, you're not hungry. And people would kind of look over kind of inquisitively. I was like, no, she just wants ice cream. That's that's all she wants. <laughs> Here, honey, here's some chicken. <laughs> but yeah, watched some movies while I was on the boat. I'm still, and I watched a movie tonight, which was terrible. By the way, it was Altitude with the Dolph Lundgren, uh, Denise Richards, who has a terrible-looking nose job. It was actually kind of distracting watching it, and it was just an awful movie altogether. But it was 88 minutes long, and I got it done over with quick. <laughs> but, yeah, it was terrible. I'm still, like, 22 movies uh, behind, so I've really got to figure out some kind of way that I'm going to catch up, uh, uh, if not get ahead all right, speaking of uh, movies, did anyone enjoy <laughs> last week's episode that I dropped uh, while I was out uh, with the uh, in-game possible leak spoilers and uh, uh, predictions, right? Anyone listen to that? Uh, I know a few of you did. So, <laughs> while I was on the ship, the day that that movie came out, we got to Cozumel, which is uh, coincidentally my favorite port. One of the crew's directors got off the ship and made a beeline right for the movie theater, watched the movie, came back on board, and then proceeded to drop one-line spoilers to everybody. And I was kind of mad at first, but I kind of realized what he did. The stuff that he was saying was so ridiculous that you wouldn't believe it was actually in the movie. So, like, he, I was uh, at the casino trying to order a drink, and... I hear this from behind, Fat Thor. Now, for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet, I I apologize. That was a a major spoiler there. Or was it? You see, when you hear the words Fat and Thor together in the same sentence, you don't immediately think of anything. You just think the guy's, oh, he's playing a joke. You know. The other one that he dropped was 1970s Stan Lee. You know, it was another one. But... (laughs) So uh, I did read the uh, the wiki description of the movie, and kind of a lot of what I thought was going to happen was going to be there. Um, and I know during this movie challenge and everything, I kind of started off the year with all of the uh, the Marvel movies leaving le- leading up to this. <clears throat> and so uh, while I was watching, you know, Thor Two: The Dark World, I was like, well, you know, at this moment we know exactly where the Reality Stone is. It's right. In Jane Foster, and apparently that comes to be true. So, all right, so enough spoiler things. So, so if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm definitely going to go see it this weekend. So it should be fun. should be fun. All right, now, unfortunately, we have to uh, get away from the uh, the fun stuff and get right into uh, the bullshit. So, Venezuela. Let's talk about Venezuela for a moment. Well, it seems that uh, Boogaloo started to happen in Venezuela today. Um... And I kind of want to call out uh, uh, little Marco Rubio, 
um, who decided he was going to start tweeting some old images of a uh, airbase in Venezuela that looked like it was being overrun with protesters, if I could say the word correctly. And uh, the image that he used was an old image. There was no protest going on in the in the airport at all. Uh, the Venezuelan military had actually had it on lockdown. Um, uh, so there was no um, protest going on right there. But, you know, that didn't stop him from going out and warmongering on Twitter today. Uh, so uh, I would really love it if... Uh, Anybody up on uh, Capitol Hill would choose to censor him. Uh, that'd be great. And, uh, you know, keep the Twitters away from uh, certain representatives. Um, so you're going to have to forgive the, uh, the sounds of a uh, dog breathing, because uh, Teddy decided he was going to come over and help me podcast. Isn't that right, boy? That's right. Give me a look. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Uh, there was some dramatic footage today of a uh, armored personnel carrier just kind of mowing over some um, protesters on a road. And uh, it really kind of made the case for uh, civilian ownership of rocket launchers. Because, you know. But um, there was also some footage of uh, of a couple of protesters who I, who I guess had gotten access to some kind of uh, rifle or something. But uh, they were holding the... Uh, I think it was the Venezuelan police or uh, military or something there. Kind of held them behind a, an APC for a little bit. Because I guess they weren't expecting armed resistance. Uh, that kind of happens when you you know take all the guns away from people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the one thing that I, I don't like about this is the, uh, the fact that the CIA is definitely involved. Um, Juan Guaido uh, kind of stinks of stooge. And... Uh, He's, you know, just as socialist as Nicolas Maduro is. It's just that he's the CIA's socialist. And uh, any kind of um, replacement of, you know, presidents or overthrows of tyranny or anything, that I really think that should all come from the people. And um, there should be no kind of intervention in, into it. Either socialism is going to succeed or fail on its own merits. Uh, you know, being a anarchists uh with uh, you know free market leanings i know that socialism isn't going to work no matter how hard it's been tried before and uh but at the same time you, you can't get involved with it you can't do things that's gonna set it up to fail uh and at the same time you can't go in there and say well you know he's not our right guy we need this guy in here now you know but anyways, um, oh my god, this story that just will not die. Uh, the Mueller investigation. Mueller, Mueller. Um, okay, so the report gets turned in. Uh, we can come away with two conclusions from the report. Not my words, this is uh, Mueller's words. Uh, no obstruction, uh, no collusion, right? So the first part of the report covers the the, the alleged Russian collusion. Uh, Mueller determines that there wasn't any. Um, it seems that uh, both the Trump campaign and Russians were, you know, trying to get in touch with each other. Uh, you know, from the Trump campaign's uh, point of view, it was okay. Let's 
smooth over relations with Russia, uh, try to get some diplomacy going again. And on, you know, the Russian side, you know, these, uh, the people that are actually kind of running the day-to-day operations of Russia, the, what we call the oligarchs and everything, um, you know, they're trying to, to get just a meeting with Donald Trump so they can try to push whatever they're going to try and push. But didn't happen the way that everyone thought it happened. And uh, even the one meeting that took place in Trump Tower, you know, they've got, uh, you know, emails and text messages going back and forth. It was like, hey, you know, get me out of this meeting. These guys are chuckleheads, you know, type of thing. And we, we've all done that, you know, ever been into a business meeting and all of a sudden you realize that the people that you're meeting with aren't exactly serious on anything or just have this overblown sense of themselves. So you kind of get your secretary to to get you out of the meeting by saying, oh, you, you, know, you got to be at this place by now. You know, you got to leave, you know, <laughs> type of thing. That was kind of what was going on. And then with the obstruction side... Uh, it's determined, well, you know, President Donald Trump uh, it can fire a sitting FBI director and appoint a new one. He can. Um, there was no intent to obstruct justice. Uh, is basically Comey tried coming in there and blackmailing the president and say, look, we've got this uh, steel dossier and, uh, you know, we're going to release it, you know, make it look really bad. And, you know, it doesn't really matter now. But now... Everyone's uh, getting their uh, microphones and their pencil sharpened because now the Attorney General Barr is uh, is going to go before the House Judiciary Committee, and he's threatening to cancel it. So the uh, Senate Democrats are going to be expecting to uh, grill uh, Barr in dramatic and explosive hearing on uh, tomorrow morning. So that would be uh, uh, Wednesday, the May 1st, and... Um, yeah, Wednesday, May 1st by 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, so by the time that you get this podcast, uh, it'll either uh, be happening or, you know, maybe listening to it a little bit later on. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that is going to be excruciating to watch. Uh, I can just see that the senators, especially the ones running for president, because uh, at this point, is it every Democrat that's running? You know. It seems like there's quite a lot of them. The clown car uh, continues to get filled. Uh, so quite a lot of the report is redacted. And the only thing that you would read in the little redacted parts is says uh, harm to an ongoing matter. Uh, so I can't imagine the questions dealing other than what's been redacted, what was taken out of the report. You know, what aren't we able to see? Explain yourself, Barr. What did you know and when did you know it? type of questions. So I, I really wish this uh, story would just finally just die. And so I don't have to hear Russia and Trump in the same sentence anymore. But, uh, you know, all right. Um, let's talk about one of these uh, Democrats, shall we? Um, kind of one thing that I want to do going forward is just have a little segment uh, towards the end of uh, questions, comments, concerns, and uh, I did get a uh, someone to re- to reply uh, on Twitter, and uh, so the question, um, and I don't know if they want me to read this, but uh, or at least their name, uh, 
Any ideas on how to concisely explain that Andrew Yang isn't a, quote, libertarian, unquote, in any way? And so uh, I said, well, you know what? I know Andrew Yang is uh, known for the universal basic income, and I know he's uh, in fear of the robots coming to uh, destroy our jobs. But other than that, I don't really know too much about the guy. So I came to his uh, website, yang2020.com, go into his policies section, and um, let's just take universal basic income, which is one of his things. Uh, and his whole spiel is, you know, giving everybody $1,000 uh, a month, I believe is what he uh, calls for here policy the freedom dividend yeah andrew would implement a universal basic income the freedom dividend of one thousand dollars per month twelve thousand dollars a year for every american adult over the age of 18 this is independent of one work status or any other factor that would enable all americans to pay their bills educate themselves start businesses be more creative stay healthy relocate for work spend time with their children take care of loved ones and have a real stake in the future. Uh, any change to the freedom dividend would require a constitutional amendment. Ooh. It would be illegal to lend or borrow against one's dividend. If one does not graduate from high school, your dividend does not begin until 20. A universal basic income at this level would permanently grow the economy by 12 to 13% or about 2.5 trillion dollars by 2025 and it would increase the labor force by 4.5 to 4.7 million people putting money into people's hands and also keeping it there would be a perpetual boost and support to job growth and the economy okay let's um, take this apart number one uh, $1,000 a month, $12,000 a year. You're basically creating a new floor, a new zero. Uh, also, you're not telling me where this $12,000 a year for every adult over the age of 18, unless you're a dum-dum and you didn't graduate from high school, right? Then it doesn't begin until you're 20. Uh, you're, you're not really telling me where you're getting this money. Now, don't you all start standing up and screaming at once. We all know where that $12,000 a year is going to come from, right? It's going to come from the rich, right? Because that's the, that's the only tactic they have at this point. Just raise the prices on the rich. They can afford it. Totally forgetting that the, the rich provide jobs. The rich invest in their companies, providing more jobs to other people. But you know, whatever. It's all in the fair. It's all in the being fair and nice. We gotta be fair and nice. You don't want to be fair and nice, right? You can do it when a gun is shoved in your ribs. Yes, very uh, un-libertarian. And for those uh, libertarians out there who are advocating for universal basic income, and you mean it completely without throwing up hashtag collapsitarian or hashtag accelerationist. I can't take you seriously. Medicare for all. Do I really need to go over that one? Medicare for all. So you're now enslaving doctors and nurses. 
X-ray techs, you're now enslaving these people to provide a service for somebody who doesn't want to pay for it. Okay. All right, this next one. Human-centered capitalism. Oh, boy. I can't even wait to read what this one even is going to be. Let's see. Capitalism, as an economic system, has led to unparalleled innovation and improvement in the human condition. Yes! Yes, it has. <laughs> All right, finally, I, I can agree with him on something. Many consider it to have, quote, won the war on ideas against socialism. But the simplistic view ignores that there is no such thing as a pure capitalist system, and our current version of institutional capitalism and corporatism is a relatively recent development. Okay, well, on one side of your mouth, you're talking about socialism, right? You know, enslaving doctors, nurses, providing a service, uh, giving people $12,000 a year and you know, universal basic income. And on the other side of your mouth, you're talking about capitalism leading to unparalleled innovation and improvement in the human condition. Can't be both. It's got to be one or the other. Uh, let's see. Uh, our current emphasis on corporate profits isn't working for the vast majority of Americans. This will only be made worse by the development of automation, technology, and AI. So, you know, here, this is where he's talking about the robots coming after your jobs. We need to move to a new form of capitalism. Human capitalism. It's not socialism, it's democratic socialism. Uh, uh, that's geared towards maximizing human well-being and fulfillment. The central tenets of human capitalisms are, and he's got these numbered, one, humans are the most important, are more important than money. Okay. All right. We're in agreement there, I guess. Uh, the unit of human capitalism economy is each person, not each dollar. Markets exist to serve our common goals and values. Really? You summed it up in three points and still didn't give me any details. The focus of our economy should be to maximize human welfare. Sometimes this aligns with the purely capitalist approach, where different entities compete for the best ideas, but there are plenty of times when the capitalist system leads to suboptimal outcomes. Oh my god, market failure. <laughs> Think of an airline refusing to honor your ticket because they can get more money from a customer who purchases last minute or a pharmaceutical company charging extortion rates for a life-saving drug because customers are desperate. <laughs> Bullshit. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, airline refusing to honor your ticket because they can get more money from a customer who purchases last minute. I don't really fly a lot. Um, the times that I've had flown, um, never been kicked off a flight, and somebody who purchased last minute would then get that flight. <sighs> I'm... Yeah, I can't really think of any time I've, uh, no, wouldn't have my ticket honored in some form or fashion. Had a flight delayed to Houston once, but, you know, that was like an hour. Hmm, no, can't really think of uh, where that would come in. 
uh, pharmaceutical company charging extortionate rates for a life-saving drug because customers are desperate. That's not how that works at all. Customer des- uh, desperation doesn't factor into it. Uh, no, that's all the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Because you've got to go through all the little approval processes that cost you billions of dollars, and the pharmaceutical companies have got to recoup that cost. If you got rid of the FDA, drug prices would come down. If you got government out of health care, i.e. health insurance, prices would come down. See the Oklahoma Surgery Center. It works. Okay, so not very libertarian there, even though he likes to use the word capitalism. And, I, and I'm really trying to get away from that word capitalism because it's kind of, uh, you know, I don't really like using anarchist around the status muggles either. But, uh, you know, here we are. Oh, boy. Uh, and then down below, he's got all of these things. So he's got, like, the top three up in the front that's all got, uh, you know, graphics and pictures and stuff. Um, okay, so he's got a whole platform down here. Oh, my God. And it is... I'm just going to read some of these headlines because you can kind of take an idea of where that's going to go. Let's see. uh, Gun safety. Uh, uh, Dare I even do this? Let's see. For Americans, guns are a big part of their culture and identity. Yeah. However, guns are a major responsibility, and thus we need to have common sense gun safety measures. There it is. Uh, especially considering that there are already approximately 300 million firearms in the United States. Responsible gun owners should continue to enjoy the right to bear arms, subject to licensing and education requirements that will will encourage the public safety. Uh, No, Uh, that is an infringement. Uh, (laughs) In fact, all gun laws are an infringement. Uh, Not very libertarian at all. Uh, But at least these, you know... kind of admitting that there's approximately 300 million firearms in the United States uh, in the hands of uh, some estimates put it over 100 million gun owners who shot nobody yesterday or today Um, so I I think we're already safe enough we don't have a gun violence problem as I've stated on the show several times before we have a gang violence problem and uh, we all know that the uh, that started with the uh, the war on drugs, but um, you know, far be it for me. Uh, let's see. Mm, let's. Uh, all right, we already did Medicare for all. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Rebuild American infrastructure. Keynesian economics on display. Spirit animals and all. Uh, so this one's got a couple paragraphs to it. Uh, America's infrastructure is showing its age. Roads are cracking. Bridges are becoming less stable. Our schools are aging and our ports can't accept the new larger boats that are made possible by the expansion of the Panama Canal. Not only are these degradations a danger to Americans, but they're costing the country, the country more money and jobs. By some estimates, our infrastructure problems could cost us as much as $1 trillion per year and 3.5 million jobs. Every time you're stuck in traffic is lost time. 
We need to immediately invest in infrastructure. Of course we do, right? Start breaking windows. Not only can we avoid the negative repercussions, but we can create up to 15 million jobs over a 10-year period because we know exactly what resources need to go where at every single moment of the day. Missed opportunities, also known as opportunity cost. 15 million jobs that could be doing something more productive. What about my roads? That's exactly what this argument is. And just remember, every time you're stuck in traffic, you are in a government line to go somewhere. You know, if the roads are cracking and bridges are becoming less stable, that's primarily government-funded. Let's throw more money at it. Works in our schools, Eric. I know, I know. Oh, boy. Let's back out of that. <sighs> okay. Um. Do, 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 do. Oh, this is a good one. Crypto digit digital asset regulation and consumer protection. Oh boy, I can't wait for this one. All right, cryptocurrencies and digital assets have quickly grown to represent a large amount of value and economic activity. The quick growth, however, has outstripped the government's response. A national framework for regulating these assets has failed to emerge, with several federal agencies claiming conflicting jur jurisdictions. At the same time, states have come up with a patchwork of varying regulations that make it difficult for U.S. cryptocurrency markets to compete with those in other jurisdictions, especially China and Europe. Currently, different departments of the federal government consider digital assets as property, commodities, or securities. Some states have onerous regulations in the space, such as New York's bit license. Navigating this has had a chilling effect on the U.S. digital asset market. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, any kind of chilling effect on uh, the digital asset market is because government's trying to get its claws into it. That's the chilling effect. Government. But, you know, you know let's uh, regulate it. It's time for the federal government to create clear guidelines as to how cryptocurrencies will be treated and regulated so that the investment can proceed with all relevant information. Oh boy. Let's regulate it into the ground. Pay taxes on it, of course. We've got universal basic income to uh, support. <sighs> I, you know, and, and when I read a candidate at least taking on the subject, yeah, not libertarian at all. Uh, let's see. Reduce wildfires. Reduce wildfires. Reduce wildfires. Oh boy, this one's got a few paragraphs. Uh, last four years have been the hottest on records. Oh. It, it. Anyone ever seen Family Guy and uh, when Peter like falls off of his uh, bicycle and hits the ground and he's grabbing his knee and he's just going ah, ah, and it goes on for like minutes. That's kind of what I feel right now after reading 
that first sentence, the last four years have been the hottest, the, the four hottest on record. Can we all know where this is going to go? Based on current emission levels and the trend is likely to continue, the extended summer season coupled with hotter temperatures is causing the premature deaths of millions of trees and leaving our forests drier, making them more susceptible to megafires. Megafires! I'm surprised megafires isn't all capital letters, bold text, underlined, in red, with nine exclamation points behind it. It's climate change, guys. It's the global warming. Oh boy. Um. Oh, jeez. I, I, I'm not even going to go into that one. As soon as you start bringing up climate change, you just... Meh, can't do it. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit. Uh, make Puerto Rico a state. Uh, pff, no. Legalize marijuana so we can tax it, I'm sure. Right. Uh, da, 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 da. Legalized marijuana. Marijuana is still considered a controlled substance by federal law. Thousands are in jail for marijuana-related offenses, particularly people of color. Yet marijuana is now legal for adult use in nine states, and 29 states have legalized medical marijuana in some form. We need to resolve the ambiguity and legalize marijuana at the federal level. This would improve safety, social equity, and generate tens of billion dollars in new revenue. <laughs> decrim. Decrim as legal as growing an onion in your backyard. Oh well. Oh, value-added tax. Oh yes, because it works so well in Europe, we gotta have a VAT over here. Uh, currently used by 160, 160 out of 193 developed countries. Because it is a more efficient way of generating... With no loopholes. We gotta fund that universal basic income and we are going to extract blood from a stone. Oh, jeez. Uh, empowering MMA fighters? Empowering MMA fighters? <laughs> Alright, now I can't wait to read this one. In the 1990s, it became clear that the boxing had a problem. The largely unregulated... Wait, boxing is unregulated? Largely? Okay. Uh, largely unregulated sport featured regular exploitation of the boxers as well as scandals involving rigged matches and rankings. Congress stepped in and passed the Ali Act in order to combat the worst of these problems. Do you think it combated the worst of those problems? Okay. Um, today, MMA fighters are largely in the same place the boxers were decades ago. The sport has quickly gained national prominence, but the many of the problems that have played the pre-Ali Act boxing industry have repeated themselves in mixed martial arts. In addition, MMA fighters are treated as independent contractors, even though their behavior and attire are tightly controlled. And any attempt to unionize has been met with retaliation and firing. Uh, because of the lack of strong private sector organization to establish uniform and appropriate business practices and ethical standards, it's necessary for Congress to step in and ensure the fires, fighters are protected from exploitative situations while also ensuring that fights and rankings are fair. It's all about fairness. Also, fighters should be empowered to organize an organization or union and should be treated as athletes and employees instead of independent con. 
Uh, Yang Gang, where are you at? Explain this shit. Uh, without using hashtag accelerationist or hashtag collapsitarian. Uh, lower the voting age to 16. Because a bunch of dummy kids really know what's up, right? And if voting changed anything, it would be illegal. Um, decriminalize opioids, eh, combat climate change. Okay. Uh, let's see. Free marriage counseling for all because, you know, why not? Just throw a whole bunch of money at stuff. Uh, provide basic banking services through the post office. What? No. Uh, making taxes fun. <laughs> Make, making taxes fun. It's on his fucking website. Oh my god. Currently paying taxes is a slog. Frowny face. Tears. Instead, let's make it a celebration. I'm, I'm really not shitting you. Go look at it. Yang2020.com forward slash policies forward slash making dash taxes dash fun forward slash. I swear to God, it's in there. Revenue day. The day taxes are due should be a federal holiday. That day should feature celebrations. Celebrate us robbing you at gunpoint. Because if you don't pay, we're coming after your house and your car. We're going to freeze your assets. You won't be able to leave the country. All right. Each American should be able to direct 1% of their taxes to specific project during Revenue Day. These projects will be highlighted, showing what exactly Americans' money was able to accomplish during the previous year. Initial profiles of the next year's projects will also be announced so people can get excited for them. Uh, where is my scotch? I need scotch to read this. Holy shit. I mean, it, it's all in there, folks. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nuclear energy. Let me guess. Bad, right? Uh, let's see. Nuclear energy is a relatively low-impact option for generating electricity. While the mining and enrichment of uranium has environmental impacts and the storing of nuclear waste isn't easy, it is overall an efficient way to generate energy. Okay. Uh, agreed. With modern safety standards, it is also a safe way to generate electricity. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission standards require that a risk assessment shows a less than one in a million chance of any radioactivity to be released to the environment. Nuclear isn't a perfect solution, but it's a solid solution for now. And a technology that we should invest in and move forward to the future. Okay. Finally. Some agreement. If we're talking about climate change, nuclear is the way to go. Does not use the alleged fossil fuels, which aren't made of fossils. Uh, let's see. Media fragmentation. Dare I even click on this? Let's see. Outside of extreme cases of malicious libel, the freedom of the press is inviolate. However, the fragmentation of our media is a growing problem. Different communities are receiving their news exclusively through different channels, resulting in world news with differing, quote, facts, 
that rarely overlap. We can't decide on shared values if we don't agree on the basic facts. We can't find shared solutions if we don't agree what the problems are. The government should not meddle with the free press, but the government should meddle with the free press. All right. I'll just back up my commentary. But the government should uh, support the major media and technology companies in finding solutions to the issues. After the Russian influence camp... Oh. Oh. After the Russian influence campaign affected the 2016 election, Facebook, Twitter, and other social media companies have started to investigate ways to mitigate these issues. The government should be supporting them in any way they deem appropriate. We don't want to meddle in the free press. We just want to meddle in the free press. And the so-called citizen journalists out there, the alternative media, you guys don't. They're spreading those, quote, facts. <clears throat> okay, well, I can't stand it anymore without getting alcohol. So, um, I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to cut that right there. Uh, let's see. We're just going to go back to that Twitter thing right now. Mr. Sue wants me to ask about his wiener. I'm not going to. Hopefully you're referring to a hot dog. Otherwise, I don't really want to know. Uh, yep. Yeah. And so that uh, original comment has now got some comments underneath it, but... Uh, yeah, so that'll be kind of interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, stop it right now. But uh, Mr. Sue, what about your wiener, sir? All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into the plugs. If you want to support me and the show, please, by all means, visit the links that are in the show notes. That's going to take you to my store on Teespring, which I finally got sorted out. You know, buy a t-shirt, buy a coffee mug, buy both. <laughs> uh, you can also get Fiat uh, through Patreon.com, through Subscribestar.com, through PayPal.me forward slash Ripple with a Cause Show. Uh, if you've got crypto burning a hole in your pocket or your digital wallet or whatever, uh, bitbacker.io. Um, other ways to support the show. We're going to talk about this one. Uh, ratings, reviews. Uh, that's going to get the podcast boosted up. So when people search for the term libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, anarchist, voluntarist, agorist, whatever it is, my show should pop up there instead of having them search, <laughs> you know, through a whole bunch of listings and everything. I would like to be up there on that list. So if you could, please take a moment. Give a rating and review. It would definitely help the show out. Um, other than that, guys, uh, Childerberg is going to happen June 8th and 9th in uh, Lake Buchanan, Texas. Uh, I think most of the camping sites are already taken up. So, But uh, I'm going to be there. going to hang out uh, with the, uh, the Friends Against Governments. Uh, I heard uh, Rollo McFlugel is bringing pumpkin spiced uh, fruitcakes for everyone. Uh, maybe Mr. Sue will answer how his wiener is doing um maybe there'll be some surprise guest i don't know we'll have to find out anyways guys take it easy and until next week out